going to be looking at uh, through our series in Ephesians uh, on this morning's talk uh, and look to the whole arena of prayer. Uh, one person's name just immediately popped in my mind. I thought, well, we've got to get Sarah uh, to preach on this passage. One, because I know that much of what she says she embodies. Uh, two, I know it will do us good in hearing her heart and passion around this whole arena. Uh, and so I want us to, to open our hearts to hear her. Three, I, I just know it's going to, it will do us good, but also I know it's going to do her good doing it. I know when Sarah and I spoke, she said, man, really, I, I, I'm, I don't want to do this. This is nerve-wracking because it is nerve-wracking speaking in front of you guys, even though you're really lovely. But I know we're going to receive so much from Sarah. And so I want us to welcome Sarah. But when we're doing that, what we're doing is we're not applauding someone for the sake of applauding. What we do is say, in this moment, we want to say we're with you and we also want to receive what you want to give us. So shall we welcome Sarah and receive her? Thank you. Thank you. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, I know that um, public speaking is supposed to be one of the most stressful things that you can do. So I'm about to find out, aren't I? <laughs> it doesn't feel that stressful, actually, because you look quite friendly. So I kind of think if you can make some friendly noises, that might help me as we go along. Kind of nice, encouraging, not, not animal noises, but just friendly. <laughs> a few friendly noises. I don't know what they sound like. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to be looking at prayer this morning. So um, we're told that prayer is powerful and effective. But actually, it's really hard to keep a consistent prayer life. And it's quite a huge subject, the subject of prayer. So actually this morning I'm going to just look at some really simple things. Because actually the heart of prayer is really simple. It's really straightforward. And sometimes we can overcomplicate things. So if you want rocket science, you're not going to get it today. (laughs) It is going to be quite simple, but you will find it really good. So we're going to start by reading Ephesians 6, 18 to 20. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Pray also for me, that whenever I open my mouth, my words would be given to me so that I would fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. For the time I declare it fearlessly, as I should. So Paul is saying, actually, that that prayer is really vital he ends his letter by uh, mentioning it five times in those sentences. He really wants us to get how important it is and how crucial it is to life. So last week we were looking at putting on the armour of God and protecting ourselves from the devil's schemes. But how do we put on the armour of God? We actually put it on through prayer. Um, prayer underlies all our spiritual warfare. And we're given prayer and the word of God as weapons for our spiritual warfare. And we're told to use those in the spirit, which means by the Holy Spirit's guiding. And so the only way that you can kind of learn the Holy Spirit's guiding is through prayer. So it's really crucial that we do it. Um, So this morning, I'm going to look at prayer into these headings, the privilege of prayer, the priority of prayer, and the practice of prayer. And so first, look at the privilege of it. So Jesus was our role model, and his way of communicating with the Father was through prayer. Uh, the, re- the disciples recognized the anointing on his life came from his time out with God. Um, and it was something about the way that he prayed that they found different. I mean, the prayer was already around. The Pharisees prayed, and Jesus was not impressed. So it's something about the way that Jesus prayed that was different. And the disciples saw that this was his source of his intimate relationship with God and his dependence and trust in God. 
And it's the same for us today, that we can have that same intimate relationship with God through prayer. That's how we develop it. And we can learn to trust and depend on God. And it's a huge privilege for us that actually the creator of the whole universe wants to be friends with me, that he's actually passionately interested in me and my life. And even though, yeah, he's just a father, he wants to be a father to us and be in relationship with us. And like the Godhead already is in relationship. It's made up of the Father, the the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he wants to invite us into that relationship so that we can join him and have an exciting time being in relationship. It's the only way that we can do it. And I feel like it's through this that God is going to really envision us and give us a real idea of what our dreams are and how to go for things in life. That it's in this place of prayer that we learn to trust him and we learn to really go for things. And it's through prayer that we stretch and we grow. So it's really important. And it's, it's kind of like a great treasure hunt. You hunt after God and he reveals little bits of himself to you. And then you hunt some more and you find some more out about God. It is just really exciting. So why would you want to miss out on this? Except that it's quite difficult. It's quite, you have to be quite disciplined to do it. And the other thing that God wants to do, he wants to partner with us in life. He's decided that he's only going to do things through our prayers and requests. And so it's really important if we want to live a dynamic, exciting Christian life. We do have to pray. We have to partner with God. But I think that the biggest adventures and the most exciting discoveries in life will be done as we pray. It is, um, I heard somebody say that if your dreams are possible, then they're not from God. You've got to have really impossible dreams. And if you have impossible dreams, then that's where God steps in and you can do the impossible. So that's a re- I find that really exciting. <laughs> I want to leave a re- lead a really impossible, really exciting, really dynamic life, which is probably why I'm here, actually, <laughs> when it is my really scary place. People who know my testimony will know that, to me, a few years ago, talking even in house group would be unbelievably scary. But I, really, I just felt God say that I had to do it. And so I'm here as an act of obedience. And I find that my life has grown. That as I've stepped out, God has stepped there with me. And it's been okay. Before that, my experience of doing anything in public was when I had one line in a school play. And I forgot it. I was just so frightened. <laughs> so God can, he can enable you to do the impossible. But you do need to get that relationship with God. You need to get into that place of prayer. There is no other way of doing it. I am sorry to tell you. <laughs> or I'm pleased to tell you because that's where you will get your relationship with God. I've um, got a quote from someone called Oswald Smith. He says, when we work, we work. But when we pray... God works. And I just really want to see God work in my life. I was reminded of the story of the disciples when they went out in the boat and they'd been fishing all night and they caught nothing. But then when Jesus said, put your nets down on the other side, they got this huge haul of fish. And I feel like life is like that for us. If we listen to Jesus' voice, we can get a huge haul of fish in our lives. You can live, you know, a good life and it could be fine without God. But if you really want to see a huge haul, a huge, fruitful, anointed life, you have got to pray. You've got to learn to tune into hearing Jesus' voice. And the only way you can get tuned into hearing the Holy Spirit is through your times of prayer where you learn to do it. Okay. 
And I was going to say it's actually a two-way conversation as well. So this is really key to prayer, that you learn to listen to God, that you don't just go to God with your shopping list of things and you just offload it all to God or your moans or whatever it is you want to say to God. Don't just offload it, but then actually take the time to listen to what he's got to say back to you because it's in that place that you're going to really learn to grow. And that's where I think it gets really exciting I mean, it's important that you do take your request to God because he does ask you to pray for things and people, but don't just run away too quickly. Just wait to learn to tune into his voice afterwards. Mother Teresa said this, prayer is not asking. Prayer is putting oneself in the hands of God at his disposition and listening to his voice in the depths of your heart. And I was just thinking about, you know, how do we actually listen to God in the depths of our heart? How do we really learn to hear God? And so you might hear an audible voice from God. You may. <laughs> it's quite unusual. I've never heard the audible, audible voice of God. Richard, my husband, has. He said that God spoke to him to, to marry me. So that's great. <laughs> that was a good thing that God said. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm, I'm loving that. <laughs> So, but more likely it's going to be an inner voice that you hear, like a kind of prompting from the Holy Spirit or something that kind of like a thought cutting across your mind or something that might be highlighted to you. Um, that's more the way that God would speak to us. Um, so it might have a more unusual content. It might be more wise, more loving, more caring. These kind of thoughts will catch your attention and that's how you know that it's God. Um, you might hear God through a picture or an impression that comes into your mind or maybe a dream that you've had that's caught your attention. And then you can ask God to show you the meaning and the application of that to your life. It's really important to just kind of remember these things, I think. Um, it might be that something catches your attention as you're just going around to everyday life. So one big word that God spoke to me was through a road sign that said, Major Road Ahead. And I knew that some big decisions were going to come up. And it just really encouraged me to know that God knew already that these major decisions were going to come. So I think that's a great way to hear God is just through the things you look at. It's really exciting. Um, you might get a scripture that jumps out of the page at you. Or it might be reminded about a scripture that you then go and look up. And God will just apply that to your circumstances. But I'd encourage us to expect God to speak every time that we pray, as Mother Teresa said, learn to listen to his voice in the depths of your heart. This is really what we're doing. And I think the more we learn to listen, the more that we hear God. And that then as we go throughout the day, you can learn to hear God in every situation you get into. It's not just for the times of prayer, but it's as you go around doing things. So as you go into Cannon Hill Park and you look at someone's tattoos, you can say to God, what do you want to say to this man through his tattoos? Life is really exciting when you start to hear God. So another part of prayer is that it demonstrates our consciousness of a need for God. We are actually completely inadequate without God. But God is completely adequate. It's really important. We learn loads of truths about the character of God in the place of prayer. We learn that he's sovereign. That he's able to meet all our needs, solve all our problems, and bring peace in the midst of everything that life throws at us. We learn that in the place of prayer. In John 15, Jesus calls it abiding in him. So we learn to abide and rest and do everything out of that place of learning the lead from God. 
So next, looking at the priority of prayer. So like, why is prayer then so important? Except for all those reasons I've just mentioned, (laughs) which are quite big. But it doesn't just rest with getting a relationship with God. It's actually prayer is God's chosen way of getting things done. Um, So it's kind of like the tool for the job. So if you had a tree and you want to chop down a tree... If you just do it with your hands, it's not appropriate. You know, it's completely mad. You'd never get there. But if you had a chainsaw for the job, the tree would be done in no time. So it's like the tools at our disposal, at our disposal to see the kingdom of God come in. We need to get the right tools for the job. We need to pray. And God wants to bring about change as we pray. I got a quote from George Muller. George Muller was like, I think he was in the 18th century, did amazing things setting up children's homes and seeing amazing answers to prayer and he said this it's not enough that we begin to pray we need to pray until we have the answers I just find that really challenging that we need to pray until we know that God said something quite often we can stop praying before we know we've got the answers to things Um, and so prayer is kind of key to knowing that God hears us 1 John 5 verse 4 says this This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him. So as we develop our prayer life, we become more and more confident that we're praying in line with what God wants for us. So just to spend a bit of time about talking about how we get this confidence from God, um, if you've got a request from God, you might take it to him in a manner like you wouldn't say, God, I want this. But it's more like, God, will you speak to me about this situation? Um, God won't always want to say yes to what, you, what you're asking. So you need to get God's heart. So you come to him with an open heart about something, being confident that God is going to speak to us. Um, and he will always speak because he is a speaking God. But his answer might be yes or it might be no. But then you wait for God to give you his better plan. Or it might be to wait. And then we just wait on the timings of God. And I've got to say that is quite difficult in that time of waiting. That you need to maybe go back to God and get more ideas of why you, why are you saying that I need to wait, God? Is your answer really yes? And just build your confidence up. And you will get to a point when you're praying where you just know that God has answered your prayer. And you won't. you might not have... The, the answer physically but you just know this is a done deal I am going to get this thing God is going to do this for me and we need to pray until we've got that complete inner confidence that God is going to do something and then we just wait to see when the answer turn up because we're so confident and I find that really challenging because I know there's things in my life that God has spoken to me about uh, prophetic promises things I'd really like to see God do and I know that this has come from God but I'm not, I haven't got to that place of absolute confidence where I'm just waiting for it to turn up. So in those situations, for me, I've got to go back to God and say, come on, God, keep speaking to me, keep, keep feeding into me till I get to the point where I totally believe this is it, you're going to do this, God. So just to sum up why we pray then, it's God's chosen way of doing things. And it's a means of us growing in faith in God. So as we experience more of who he is, we learn what he can do for, through us as well. So then on to the practice of prayer. This is the hard bit. 
It takes discipline. We've got to be really intentional about it. But it's like anything. You're you're not born great at many things. I wasn't anyway. (laughs) But if you practice things, you can learn to be really good at it. You can practice a piano, and one day you can play something quite good. Um, But I think key to this is something that Mike Bickle says. So Mike Bickle runs a 24-hour prayer ministry. He's done it for many years in Kansas City. Really amazing ministry. And he would say this, that prayer, if, if prayer is not enjoyable, then it's not sustainable. And so I think key to prayer is finding out what is going to make it enjoyable for me. So for me, I find out for me, it's all through worship music. I find worship music really, really helpful. So I'll find a song, maybe a song on a Sunday morning that um, has really spoken to my heart. There might be some truth about God in this song that I think, yeah, that's it. God is my father. It really, something in my heart stirred during the worship. And I'll take that song and I'll use it during the week then. And I'll put the song on and immediately I'll think, yeah, God, I just love you. It gets me into his presence. And I do this so much now that this is like a trigger to me to get into prayer. So I'll shut the door, put the worship music on, and immediately I can pray. Because it's just the trigger to it. So you see how it works. Another thing that I've done in the past is gone on my running machine. (laughs) And so I would put the worship music on, get on the running machine, and then... So I I find now that's a bit of an unusual trigger, because sometimes when I pray, I'm not on the running machine... I'm starting to run. <laughs> so I kind of move around a bit. I think, oh, I wish I would stop doing that now. <laughs> but I think we need to find out what is going to be our trigger that gets us into the presence of God. So for me, it's worship music. That will trigger it for me. But what is it for you that's going to remind you to pray? So it might be that you get in your car on the way to work and you think, you shut the door, right, I'm going to pray. And maybe you'll see kind of landmarks along the way on the route. You think, I'll see that lamppost, I'll pray for that person. Something like that. It just works really well if you can remember to do it. (laughs) But there will be things that will work as triggers for you. So a few more ideas what you might want to do, if I can find the page. Yeah, pray pray reading the Bible. Like if you want to if you like reading your Bible, why not try then praying that back to God? Like make it really personal. God, I love you. You said that I am daughter of the king so you as you're reading something through you actually make that really applicable to i'm speaking this personally to you god and that really helps you to get into the presence of god or maybe a psalm as if you wrote the psalm or read it as if god is speaking the bible straight to you it's just a really way good way of doing things you could use the lord's prayer as like each line of the prayer it's like an introduction i'm going to speak you know i'm going to I'm going to pray this particular way, or, you know, whatever it is. It's a good way of doing things. Another way is to have a prayer list, really easy. <laughs> you just write down everyone you want to pray for, and you just make sure now and again you pray it. But I would say that I don't always pray like that. You know, you've got to be really creative within your time. Some, when, I, when I was getting ready for doing this preach, I decided I was going to pray for longer for the last couple of weeks just to see what life would look like. And I found that actually for me, the time when prayer became really interesting is when I had offloaded all the things I wanted to pray about. And I still had quite a long time left. <laughs> Sometimes I have like a whole hour left to think, oh, what am I going to do now? But I feel that's the point where you really start pressing into God. You really start hearing God. So I'd also encourage us that even though we might not get time to do that every day, just to take time out for those moments, like they get a retreat day or some, some time where you think I'm going to spend longer 
I'm going to get rid of all the things I want to pray about. And then I'm going to see what God wants to speak to me. And I found that the best thing. Then it's like, oh, God, <laughs> I really want you to speak to me now. This is going to get really boring. And then I'll put the worship music on and I'll be really intentional in wanting God to speak to me. Sometimes I'll get my notepad out and my pen and I'll just sit there and just think, I am not going anywhere until I've written something down. And then you, you do, because you're intentionally looking out for God to speak to you. He will speak to you. And sometimes you've just got to take that step of thinking like this tiny little inclination. Maybe this is all I've got. I'll write that down. And you start getting into a flow of what God wants to say to you. And I would say just go with that flow. Don't, be too, don't think about it too much. Write down whatever comes to your mind. And when you get to the end of it and you read back over it, you're really amazed the things God said to you. In fact, sometimes, you know, you think, wow, that's really wise. <laughs> you just know it's God because you never would have thought of it. It is quite incredible. So I'd really encourage us to find out what triggers us to get into God's presence and be really creative with it. So I think for me, prayer times as well have looked really different over my different seasons in life as well. So we've just got to be really aware of what season we are in. So I've got four children. One time I had four children under five. So when my kids were under five, I had very little time to pray. Life was really busy. Richard's always worked away loads. So it's been me and loads of kids and loads of chaos. But I remember somebody saying to me once that they would never let a day go by without saying to God, I love you, Lord. And so that became my goal in my prayer life. Every day I would just make time to say, I love you, Lord. And that was it. But I really feel like that was just, it was a really good, good goal to have. I feel like it was a realistic goal for the season I was in. So we just have to be really realistic. If life is really busy, really stressful, you get no sleep, just say, I love you, Lord. But I did find then when I got a bit longer, I felt like God was just right there, just waiting for me to turn to him. And he is so gracious. It's not the amount of time you spend with God. It's just the inclination of your heart, isn't it? So I'd really encourage us, if life is busy, you know, just say, I love you, Lord. So now I've got a bit more time, and it is about discipline. So I, I like to be really busy, and it's the discipline of deciding I'm going to wait on God first. And I'm not going to go with all my plans and my big ideas, but I'm going to take that time out at the beginning of the day to seek God. Otherwise, I'm just busy and I'm really powerless. I really want to learn that my power and my source comes from God. And I hope that as I do that, the things I choose to do have got more anointing on them because they're ideas that I feel like have come from God. Um, okay. So going back to Ephesians then, Paul urges the Ephesians to pray for the saints and to pray for him. And so even though we're in all these different seasons in life, um, sometimes we have a season where we can pray for people a lot, and that's great. And other times we need people to stand with us and pray for us. But as part of a community in the church, and also as part of the wider church in the world, we do need to pray for each other. We're really called to do that. And within the church, just get to know people so you know people's needs and people know your needs. It's really important to be part of a community, part of a home group, or however you want to make your community and church, and just to stand with each other in prayer. And another thing that the Holy Spirit can do is prompt you to pray for people or situations as you're going along as well. 
So if something comes to mind, I would say pray for that person, pray for that situation. And even if you don't know, you'll never know the results of it. You know, sometimes I'll pray for teenagers have gone out to Syria. really pulls on my heart with teenage children. And you think, I'll pray for those people in that situation. And I will never know if it made any difference. But God says our prayers are powerful and they're effective. And no prayer will ever get wasted. So we need to just, we need to have that knowledge that no matter what we pray for, God hears it. It's really important. And so I'm just going to finish with a quote from Mother Teresa, a woman who had a huge impact on the world in Calcutta and just did amazing things. And she said this, I used to pray that God would feed the hungry or do this or do that. But now I pray that he will guide me to do whatever I'm supposed to do, what I can do. I used to pray for the answers, but now I'm praying for strength. I used to pray, I used to believe prayer would change things, but now I know that prayer changes us and we change things. Isn't that great? Prayer changes us and we change things. Prayer is a privilege and it should be a priority. So that's the challenge really. Are we doing it? What I love about when Sarah speaks about prayer is it is just so natural for her to talk about it being a conversation. Just in all of it is this expectation of I listen as much as I talk. And my hope is that we're grabbing hold of that, that what we're invited into isn't something that is a chore of I better do this because it shows that I follow Jesus. It's rather this is the outworking of this relationship we've been called up in. And what I love about this is it's kind of just nuts and bolts, which is what Ephesians has been, and it kind of gets more and more nuts and bolts as you get towards the end of the letter. And so it's about how we live, what we do, and then it gets the practicalities of then how we live out our life. And so, to be honest, when you talk about the area of prayer, the nuts and bolts of that is, what are you, what am I going to do next in terms of prayer? I don't think I've ever met a follower of Jesus who says, I pray too much. I think I spend most of my time saying, I need to pray more. And most people I meet up with say exactly the same. And my guess is, therefore, in a morning like this where we think, right, prayer's in, and I'm not going to do now, let's turn to each other and say, how much are you praying at the moment? That's not going to do us good. Rather, what I want us to do is say, actually, in this moment, why don't we say, what am I going to do different now? And you need to take action today. I don't mean what am I going to do tomorrow, the golden tomorrow. I love those goals. Tomorrow I'm going to. And the problem with tomorrow I'm going to is tomorrow never really comes. It's far better to say today I'm going to. And in prayer I want to say what is that thing? And in a moment I'm going to be quiet. And I'll just take a moment to say what's the thing I'm going to do out of it and then you might want to turn to someone afterwards and say hey this is what I'm going to do can you just encourage me to go after this maybe you're here this morning saying well I'm not a follower of Jesus so this stuff fine I'll I'll check out on these people who say they follow Jesus if they do this or not well I want to encourage you actually prayer is open to everyone actually if you speak to most people they would say at some point in their life they pray and they know that they're praying to someone In it, though, if you say, I'm not full of Jesus, maybe the the question is, what about if you spent a week 
saying, God, if if you're real, reveal yourself. And maybe over this week saying, actually, I'm not only going to call you and say, reveal yourself. I'm also going to ask, would you speak to me? And what I know is that when we pray prayers like that, is that God loves to answer them. And we might find by next week, that we actually say, do you know what? This prayer thing seems to work. And it seems to be about a conversation, not just about what I get. So wherever we're at, I'm going to be quiet. Take a moment. You want to close your eyes so you don't get distracted by other people. And just think, what is the thing I'm going to do today? What we're going to do is we're going to end there.